With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight on episode 12 of the Penthouse Basements podcast, we managed to reference just about every one of our previous episodes with the podcast's number one fan. Topics also discussed include Cheers, the second Hobbit movie, a 2014 year in review, and a Penthouse Basements Improv Club update. We also take on another Choose Your Own Adventure book with shocking results. All this and more next on episode 12 of the Penthouse Basements podcast. Excellent. Great. Uh, first time on the podcast, newest member of the Penthouse Basements Improv Club, PJ. Woo! And apparently, I've heard, our biggest fan of the podcast. I have been Yay. listening since episode one. Yeah. I, I didn't know who anybody was except for Jeremy. He told me you should listen to my podcast, so I did. Oh, his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said that. <laughs> I am the mastermind behind this thing. On an unrelated note, the number of listeners in the podcast has dropped by 20%. So, one person. <laughs> PJ's going to keep us honest. He's going to be like, no, you guys told that same story in episode three. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and my initial impressions when I listened to this podcast were I thought the host laughed too much. Mm. I felt like he needed to be more quiet and more passive in it. I didn't want to say anything. I think I've got, <laughs> I, I do agree with that. I do think I've gotten better as the show has gotten on. It's gone on. Would you agree? I agree, but then I also started to change my opinion because as a listener to something that's funny, it's better if there's like a laugh track, and I don't want you to add a laugh track. That would be dumb. But you provide <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> you provide kind of a cue to me, like it's okay to be laughing right now. You're not the only one. This is so meta. <laughs> this is a podcast about our podcast. Uh, favorite episode? Uh, personal favorite episode? This one because it features me. Oh, uh, especially yeah. that part of the 35th minute. <laughs> what will be at the 35th really, minute? Really Keep excited. listening. Um, I no. really like the Rocky Horror episode. I'm just going to put oh, that one out there. That was that excellent. One. That's a good episode. The one that gave me the biggest reaction was the one I forget. Positive I think, reaction? Or a boner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was miming it. I was upset. <laughs> I was actually quite upset at one of the ones where you had the epic battles. And uh, oh, it, was, like it involved uh, Robin Hood versus zombies. Mm. And I believe it was... Dave and Tara were on that one. Correction, if I'm wrong. No, that's correct. Yeah. I, and it just like listening to the two of you go, there were so many things I wanted to contribute, but 
at the time I listened to it, I barely knew who any of you were. And so I felt awkward being like, remember that time in your episode when you talked about this thing? And, and I, I just feel like my ideas were better. <laughs> you guys are missing a whole other theory here. I think that's basically the reaction that all celebrities get when confronted by a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're going to have to start learning how to deal with that soon. Yes, because we're getting so popular. Yeah, we've only lost 20% of our followers this week. Hey, it's when I amount. announce one of our shows to my class, we can get 164 new fans. I think you definitely should now that you're going to be in this episode. I know. The answers to this week's quiz will be in the podcast. <laughs> you listen carefully. It's not at the 35th minute. What I, is it? I am giving a test in a week. Perhaps I should give out a test answer on this podcast. Ooh, you should, except it also won't be up until after. <laughs> I was going to say, good thing this won't come out for a while. <laughs> Poor production value. <laughs> You'd think that in a couple of weeks we could make it sound better. <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> All righty, well, welcome, PJ. Uh, let us do What's Up, Yo, our fan favorite segment. Dave, hmm. what's up, yo? <clears throat> yes, I'm Dave Johnston. I think we skipped the introduction part. <laughs> yes, sometimes we do the introduction, oh. sometimes we don't. We forgot to do it this It's time. random. Well, there were a couple things that I was thinking about talking about, but you expressed an interest in talking about the game that I've been playing, which is Skyrim. <laughs> yes, everyone loves Skyrim. <laughs> uh, I'm, of course, very late to the game, although it's still really popular. Yes. It came out, what, three years ago or something? Uh, I think mm. it came out on 11, 11, 11. That was the big mm. gimmick. Yes. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, just a big, massive swords and dragons role-playing game where you can be a warrior or uh, you can cast magic and you solve quests and you gain experience and you train yourself in various things. and uh, It's a whole lot of fun. Did you get the supple Nordic bow that I talked about? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is supple? In episode nine. <laughs> you mentioned supple and not referring to breasts. This is going to be the big callback episode to all our previous episodes. I, I haven't gotten that boat yet. Okay. No. What would you... Question, Jeremy. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I remember after I got that, mm -hmm. I looked up. I was like, what are other definitions for supple? Because mm -hmm. all I can think about is some shapely woman form. I think it's like bendy or sinewy or something. So yes. Like, something I believe like you had this conversation in a previous <laughs> podcast. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Let's move along. Is this like the exact conversation? It is. <laughs> because I think you looked it up on your phone. Oh, damn it. I don't remember this. I can't and I wish my glasses any further up. I believe it was discussed previously. <laughs> Guys. Mm. Skyrim, great game. What, yes. what character are you playing? Uh, I like to keep things simple. So I am an orc warrior, basically. Mm. That's very simple. Yes, with just, it's a hack and slash mm. kind of deal. Swords I don't have and to, boards. Sword right, and board, yeah. I don't have to learn some spells and figure out hot keys on my computer. It's just approach uh, some creature and hack it. That's good. Have you a uh, favorite quest so far, or you're really not that far into... Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not really that far into any of it. I don't, I'm not really into the 
the sort of dialogue and the storyline. <laughs> I'm like fast forwarding through all the talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get to the next quest. I want to mm-hmm. move this thing along. It's like it's really fun, but I'm trying to get through it as quickly as possible. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I feel like it's having an adverse effect on my free time. Mm-hmm. Well, great stuff. That's a good game. Check it out. What what platform do you have it on? I'm playing it on Steam on my computer. Oh, excellent. Steam is good. I think, are you on Steam, PJ? I am on Steam. We should start a penthouse basement Steam group. Because all of us on this table are on Steam. So, um, we should do it. Yes. We should find like a $2 multiplayer game. Like Terraria. Mm -hmm. Like that one. I have not. Actually, I bought it for a dollar. And I think it's like Minecraft, but I've never played Minecraft. It is like Minecraft. You it's like a 2D and Minecraft. You kill things and you can build a house. My house has like switches. Can't believe how much time I spent on that. Maybe we should switches play that one. or switches. What was? Oh, oh, not a weapon. <laughs> not it's like what you would that? speed a child with. Um, no, <laughs> like you have a device where you can like remove wiring from like caves. I don't know why there's wires there, and then you can bring it up to your house and connect things. Like I actually have traps set up. So when a zombie came out. We walk on the trap and we get hit with like ninety darts. Uh, it was pretty fun. That seems excessive. Yeah, but when it's not, it, they load automatically, and I had the darts, so why not? Also, when you have that many darts, you shoot zombies with it. You're not going to kill the zombies. You have to destroy the brain. I destroy the everything. Call back to action. <laughs> <laughs> this just this is like a clip episode. No, it's it's show. Roll it, Johnny. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, Skyrim, awesome game. We've mentioned it before. If you haven't picked it up yet, pick it up, listeners. It's really good fun. It is. And we'll cover it again yeah, uh, three months from now. Like, <laughs> it's a four-year-old game. <laughs> you know what else is good? Cheers. You want to see that show? <laughs> well, I actually haven't, so I haven't seen it. I went to New the original location. I, I went by the bar. It's like a sad tourist trap now, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it was a family vacation, and I was like 12, and so we didn't actually go in. Mm-hmm. We just kind of walked by. Is it a trap if you're crying? <laughs> you said it's sad, so I'm assuming you're like, oh, this is so depressing. You well, no, like you go in there, and it's not like a bar anymore, per se. It's like T-shirts, bumper stickers. Like you can get that kind of stuff there, and it's like... Cheers. Cheers to the gift shop? (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. Great social commentary there, Peach. That's why you're on the show. Okay, what's up, yo? For me, um, not to turn this into the the super nerd cast, but I recently saw the second Hobbit movie. (laughs) Wasn't a fan of it. Gotta say, wasn't a fan. And uh, the major... Um, like, okay, the dragon, Smog, he was very well done. Mm-hmm. Smog, Benedict Cabbage Patch, or whatever his name <laughs> is, he was really good. I'm, I'm not normally a big fan of his, but he was he was pretty good. And I've seen, um, like, production stills and stuff of him. Like, he actually did the motion capture for the dragon. Like, he's in, like, a bodysuit with all the, like, ping pong balls on it. And he's, like, crawling around and stuff. And, you know, he did the motion capture for the dragon, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, okay, the story, eh, I mean, there's, like, a weird love triangle that they put in with um, the woman from Lost and Legolas. Yes. And apparently uh, she said, I'll do this if there's no love anything. Or love (laughs) triangle or something. And I, like, slowly worked it in. I take great assault, man. 
can't like, they, they pulled a dump truck full of money up to my front lawn. I couldn't say no. <laughs> but the most disturbing thing in the movie was this is a prequel, obviously. And Legolas is in it. He looks so weird. Like, I don't know if they use CGI, just loads of makeup, but he, he looks older. And obviously he is older. But what they tried to do to make him look younger. Oh, the actor is older. Yes, the <laughs> actor is like, like, yeah, the actor is It's older. a prequel where he's older. I was like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> he like Benjamin Button crossover? It's a post-prequel. I was thinking like uh, <laughs> the, uh, Sword in the Stone, Merlin. Sorry, so I really have no desire to see the third Hobbit movie, but if it's on cable, I might don't check bother. it out. But okay. it wasn't it wasn't good. I didn't watch it, <laughs> but I can assure you, it's not worth it. Somebody is. It may, it's, it may already have been done. Take all three movies and cut them down to like the one three hour or two hour movie yeah. should have been from the beginning. <clears throat> that I would watch. Someone did that for Star Wars, and someone here is going to know this. The prequels. I think it was like. Um, uh, it's on YouTube. Oh my God! The Wesley Crusher. Who was that? Will Wheaton. I think Will Wheaton. Oh, someone, <laughs> some actor. It might have been Topher Grace. It was one of them. Apparently, mm. took the prequels to Star and did like his own Redux. Really? Apparently, yeah. I thought one of you told me that. Apparently not. So, some famous person took the prequel Star Wars, which were shitty, and then made something better. That'd be funny if it was somebody like not like Louis Anderson did it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody you wouldn't be <laughs> up to do it. No, these prequels, they really We know what's about My word, these movies are bad. <laughs> Charles, get on this immediately. I use Final Cut Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but the analog version, I don't have a computer. <laughs> the Corgis helped me. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, yeah, Hobbit two, not good. Don't uh, see it. Yeah, don't see it. I give it my thumbs down. Thumbs down. Not to copyright infringe on, you know, Roger Ebert. We're gonna get a letter. You said your thumb. That's right. Yeah, my thumb, not his single thumb. thumb. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for. PJ. Oh no. What's up, yo? By the pressure. I've been thinking about what I'd say to this because this is the most important segment of this podcast. Well, it needs, and to, be, it needs to be it like three favorite. years old to think all the projects yeah. we have. We <laughs> interviewed an elf in the last podcast, and he said it was his favorite segment. I remember that interview. <laughs> it took a dark turn towards the yeah, end. Yeah, that elf. Well, no pee. So. <laughs> I guess my what's up, yo, would have to be that I just recently finished watching the show True Detective with my roommate. Ah, Crap. careful! I know. Should I close my ears? I don't want to <laughs> discuss uh, any kind of spoilers. Uh, but this is what happens. But my general commentary is the characters are phenomenally well-crafted. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is wonderfully done. Mm-hmm. The setting of rural Louisiana is perfect for what's going on. Mm-hmm. I sense a butt. I felt the story could have been done better. Mm. I, I loved it's presented <clears throat> in a nonlinear fashion where Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey uh, are being interviewed by two detectives about this case that they opened, and it spans, the whole show spans, or season one spans 17 years. And so it's like, this is taking, the interview is taking place in the present day, and they're recapping all the events that had transpired while trying to capture this person. And uh, the the <clears throat> events, most of the events are taking place in the past. Yes. But then there are, <clears throat> it's flashing to the present time during this interview. Uh, and that story structure was good, 
but the plot itself at times felt <clears throat> rushed, and also uh, like there were aspects of plot events that I felt could have been done better. You're lucky Pete's not here. <laughs> Pete loves that show. Thank well, you for speaking vaguely to yes. I really liked it too, and I will agree with you. The ending could have, I, I think particularly the ending could have been yeah. handled better. But I think the character study and the acting was so well done that it can sort of be, the, the story can sort of be overlooked because of how well Woody Harrelson and McConaughey did. I agree that overall it was still better than 90% of TV out there, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Uh, that being said, I've never seen great things like Breaking Bad. I hear that's really good. Same here. Uh, but I have seen The Wire, and uh, I think that is in popular culture the gold standard of great TV. That and Perfect Strangers. For better or for worse. <laughs> Everyone loves Belky. <laughs> and Cheers. Cheers! cheers. Yeah. This is going to be the Cheers podcast. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. <laughs> it's a really good thing you mentioned that because if you because I love Cheers, I love Cheers. <laughs> well, there's a one. Well, uh, well, I was just gonna say that's the only current reference we have, and mine's gonna be an old reference too. So it's like, man, I love Edison. <laughs> How about that, Bill Clinton? <laughs> Is True Detective really current? Didn't that show finish months ago? More, more than, than anything months. else. With That's true. <laughs> it takes place in 2012, ago, yeah. so I imagine it was filmed around then, but probably came out in 2013. How did they come up with that 2012 technology for the authentic yeah, look? It's not authentic. McConaughey was authentically douchey looking in most of the show. <laughs> all right, and he all resisted right, right. taking his shirt off. For most of it. Oh, thanks for the spoiler. No, that's your joke. He stole your joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's at least five times in this podcast that whenever we've mentioned Matthew McConaughey, you've brought up a shirt taking off right He does love it. Episode him. three, <laughs> seven, nine, and ten. <laughs> I just want to take this time for you guys to all imagine Matthew McConaughey taking your shirt off. <laughs> Such a McConaughey hater. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like him now. Those uh, hacks. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go as far to say I like him. I've not seen <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. I want to see he's that. He's really good. That was good. I saw that. He, what? What? Why do you now like him, <laughs> Jeremy? I guess I didn't really have anything against him. It was more than just that's what he did. I just feel like, oh look, I'm taking off my shirt again. So you're indifferent. Yeah, I feel like it's not necessarily all of his fault. I mean, you can be typecast in some way. It's very like, you're hot, take off your shirt, get in this movie about strippers. And he's like, no, I want to do good stuff. Let me be in Lincoln Lawyer. I like that movie. That was a good one. That was good. I really, I really like that one. That was his What's Up Yo in an episode. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. I wear that. Oh, actually, I think he did take his shirt off. In <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. But that was the transition stage. That's right. It's like, yeah. I got to be serious. <laughs> But I still have to do the strip thing after. This is like my road to success. All this lawyering is making me sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like 20 shirt taking offs in his contract. And they're almost up. Yeah. Once they're gone, he can finally focus on being a legitimate actor. You have the right to remain sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the AC in my Lincoln has broken. I'm going to have to drive shirtless. <laughs> and pantsless. <laughs> I'm doing the finger motions. <laughs> it's for an audio podcast. He's doing a sassy finger motion. It's like he's rubbing a booger in his fingers. I thought you were playing a tiny violin. 
Well, I was doing that too. Except for this hand. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to make me an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> Tell me to eat That's something. not until you go to sleep. Right? I was just confused. No. As, it won't be the first time tonight. No. Jeremy, what's up, yo? All right. I just finished reading... I don't know, an hour ago. Oh! Not even. Fresh in mind. Um, Us Magazine. (laughs) The Communist Manifesto. Um, uh, I forget, I actually can't remember the exact name. Biff, like the childhood. (laughs) A member of Lamb, Lamb, the childhood gospel according to Jesus' childhood friend, Biff. Oh. This sounds like a parody. Uh, A comedy. It actually wasn't as much of a... It wasn't too much parody-y. It was different. It was just a story. I wouldn't really say parody per se. Um, and at first, but with the name like Biff, it's like, this is just going to be a most ridiculous silly thing. Ha ha. And in the book they explain, it's like, this is silly, but it's not in the way I thought. I thought it'd be just a slapstick. Like, who my name is Biff and I'm a Jewish guy. And that's what our <laughs> names are. Jesus. It's like, Biff is not, like Biff is not a Jewish name, but apparently, and I, once he said in the book, I was like, that is right. They always have like, so-and-so also known as so-and-so like Lazarus was Simon. Who known as Lazarus? So his name was Levi, known as Biff, because his mom would always hit him. That's what in Aramaic, how, like the smacking sound was Biff, apparently. Yeah. So it was Levi who was called Biff. Everyone is like so and so who is called so and so. I think that is pretty accurate, just to the time. Anyways, book was good. Talk about Jesus' childhood friend Biff, who was just left out of the gospel for some reason. So mm-hmm. an angel brings him back from the dead to write his gospel in current day U.S. How is this not a Life of Life of Brian ripoff? Like, life of Brian, like, it's not a slapstick ridiculous. Like, okay. They have him and Jesus going to the east to find the three wise men. Like, mm-hmm. that's silly, but it's like, the things that happen aren't as... I mean, there's some crazy things that happen, but it's not like Life of Brian ridiculous. Blessing on the cheese, maker. <laughs> yeah, not, nothing like that. The, and then his friend Biff is the one who's like, he's having sex with everything, mm-hmm. and Jesus decides mm-hmm. that bacon's okay, they can eat bacon. Mm. Um, they fight a demon. Nice. Um, he has sex with a bunch of Chinese women. <laughs> Jesus? Um, no, not, not Jesus. Jesus does not. Uh, Jesus the angel, does not have an a- Asian fetish. <laughs> no. And apparently, like, the, the angel that they'd sent down to bring Biff back from the dead, mm-hmm. he's really bad at being an angel. So apparently... He was supposed to show up and tell the shepherds, hey, there's this guy being born. She goes, see him. Except Jesus was like 13. And then he <laughs> shows up in a field and is like, hey, there's this guy to see. And he's like, is it me? And he's like, oh, shit, I'm later. <laughs> or something like that. Like, yeah, you are. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get it. Um, but then he was at that time. He's like, you have to be celibate. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You can't know a woman. He's like, damn it. Jesus was not happy. Anyways, uh, it was a funny book. It wasn't as much of a parody as I thought. Um, but it was cool. It was fun, entertaining. He incorporated some elements of the time that I know are true, talking about like the Sakurai, like the Jewish, like assassins were killing people. I forget why I know that, but <clears throat> it's interesting and neat. And it was written in 2000, apparently, to make sure we get everything really old. <laughs> 2011, 2000. What was yours again? Oh, yeah. The Hobbit yeah, 2. Yeah, Hobbit 2, <laughs> The Revenge. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Which came out probably we, December and we've of mentioned 2013. We've definitely dropped Electric Boogaloo before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Y2K, we're hopefully going to bring that. So keep listening, listeners. Y2K is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, go on, PJ. Your I was thoughts. just going to say, this computer is probably going to crash when Y2K comes. <laughs> so we're going to hurry. This is before midnight. <laughs> So any potential you think for this 
Like, was there one of those stickers on the book that said, like, soon to be a major motion picture? Oprah's book club. <laughs> it wasn't that. I mean, I feel like it really would just be, like, the life of Jesus just from, like, another point of view, and they kind of fill in what he did during his childhood. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the Bible, like, Jesus was born. Anyways, his ministry going on 30 years strong. <laughs> Jesus is <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, that he was in the temple. He got lost in the temple, got um, left behind. That was in only one of the Gospels, too. wasn't even in all of them. So a lot of untapped potential, what you're yeah. saying. I'm so. guessing John. That's the different one. What if he fought zombies in this gap of time? No one knows. Um, well, I mean, he fought a demon. I he mean, fought a freaking demon. But if he fought a zombie, wouldn't he just be like, I bring you back to life and now you are... Undead, literally. I'd like to point out that PJ did <laughs> the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> These are not the brains you are looking. Jesus Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what was it called, my friend? Lamb, the childhood gospel, according to Biff, Jesus's childhood pal. Check it out on Amazon.com or that's too current. It's too Go to your local library. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Barnes and Noble. YouTube is but a thought right now. <laughs> Borders books. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, one last thing. Go ahead. I just thought this was kind of neat. I think I mentioned this to you before. Mm-hmm. So apparently, in the original, like his name, Jesus at the time was Yeshua. And the Greek version of the name is Jesus. But the actual, like if you were to use the English translation, it would be Joshua. So Jesus is the Greek version of Yeshua. So we should all be calling him what? Excuse me, sir. Wasn't that the Roman version? Uh, No, I think they said it was Greek for whatever Mm. reason. I thought that was odd, too. I mean, I could have misremembered it, but... I thought it was the... Well, because actually it was written... The ones that they found originally were Greek, I believe, and not... They didn't have a Latin version originally, did they? (laughs) We'll look at this later. (laughs) My phone's out of battery, so I can't look it up. All right, well, while... I'm done. Okay, well, while we... I'm getting my information from my childhood friend named Yeshua. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was actually Yeshua? Yeah. Cool. He had the coolest family names because it was Jerry the father, Jordan, John, Jesse, Jared. Jingleheimer. And then Yeshua? Well, Jesse was Yeshua. He went by Jesse. Uh, So they all had kind of more... He was the random one. And then, well, John's a biblical name. I didn't say biblical or not. Jordan. Common parlance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't worry. We'll edit all this out. This will all be edited out. (laughs) All right. Okay. He's editing out everything I said. It's not good. (laughs) Jeremy's not in this podcast. you guys edit things out in this thing? (laughs) So you're saying what you put out on the internet has been the cream of the crop? Well, he ended up that, Nick ended up that part where it was us ordering, like, pizza for 45 minutes. Uh, don't forget uh, episode 10's uh, brilliant half-hour discussion about quantum physics, was it? But I would get out of that. It was just me and Dave. That was a pretty good transition. I learned a lot in that episode that nobody else learned. <laughs> okay. That was, that was perfect. I said he would be the one to tell us. Pointing at PJ. <laughs> I could give you a lesson over quantum physics. I should one to my students. Should today. we leave a place to cut here? And we're back. <laughs> yeah. We've been listening to the 700 Club. <laughs> Jeremy. All right, moving on. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, PJ, uh, newest member of the Penthouse Basements Improv Club. Yes. PJ, how did you get started in doing improv? That guy. 
Audio podcast. I'd like to remind all of our speakers. It's funnier if I just point and leave the audience hanging. So what? Were you in the Jesus Cats? I was not in the Jesus Cats. That, that's a DC thing, and I'm new to DC. So uh, no, uh, back way back in 2005. That sounds about right. While Jeremy and I were at the University of Dayton. Remember uh, 2004? Yeah. Uh, I didn't join till 2005, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you all had formed already. But call back to episode one when Jeremy <laughs> told his origin story. Wow! <laughs> Man. Just throwing that out there. You're like the guys that work for George R. R. Martin that know books better than he does. He's like, I don't remember saying that shit. And they're like, you did. His eyes were blue and you said green here. <laughs> Anyways, that's actually a good thing. But uh, Jeremy and our friend James, the gym teacher, uh, he they formed a group called the Dayton Improv Club. Loyal listeners already know the story, so mm. I'll go ahead and keep it short. Oh, dick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, really it came down to all of my friends were in this, and it was an excuse to hang out on a Sunday afternoon with friends get over the activities from the night before. So, uh, that's cool. We, we just kind of did improv. Occasionally we do shows. Mm-hmm. Same as now. Yeah. And then, uh, we parted ways when he graduated, Jeremy graduated. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> BJ hasn't graduated. He's teaching right now, but he has. Nah. <laughs> I don't know why they hired me. He uses so. Wikipedia each week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not, Go into how close that is. <laughs> uh, but uh, Come to Georgetown University. Yeah. <laughs> the finest education the internet can buy. Your tuition dollars are work. <laughs> yeah. You're paying a guy to look at Wikipedia and then read it to your students. Uh, what did you learn in school today? The Dark Knight for some reason? <laughs> hey, in Jesuit universities, we have this saying called Cura Personalis, where you educate the whole person. And although my primary role is physics education, I need to teach cultural references, too. So that's why when I had two students with the same name, Max, I made a Thunderdome reference to which I got, is that the movie coming out soon? And I was just like, oh. oh." (laughs) Can you explain the physics behind Batman Gatling gun? (laughs) How is a little gun like that able to pull a heavy Batman with all of his equipment up the side of the building. <laughs> Isn't a Gatling gun like a rotating weapon? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, would also, like, I would also like to know how we get pulled up with a Gatling gun. Well, shot the ground was like, yeah, get some. That could work. <laughs> you could shoot the ground and pump yourself up? Uh, not with a single gun, but okay. with, I believe, oh, the, with AK-47s, if I remember the internet correctly, it's around 1,300. If you get them all to fire, you can lift yourself up. Uh, <laughs> that was from XKCD. Randall Monroe's What If blog. Oh, uh, I, a single AK-47 can be a jetpack for a squirrel, in case you care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a super-duper Russian machine gun that's very similar to the fancy ones that they have in the SUVs that follow the presidential motorcade around and all that good stuff, that if you fired it backwards, like in your car in neutral... You could be breaking a highway speed limit in seconds. Wow. From the recoil from that gun. 
Incidentally, it overheats within like three. But that's how you know it's good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's no. Working. And you have to shoot it shirtless, much like Poot. <laughs> or it doesn't or work. Or <laughs> <laughs> Hey, are you all right, all right, all right. Let's we, run this country. We've it's never, s- we've never seen Putin and McConaughey in the same place, have He's we? He's right. <laughs> oh my God. Dave's got a wave of God. I don't know which one is the real one, but whoever's not has the best makeup team money can buy. <laughs> All right, so uh, you were in. You were in Dick. I with, was in with Dick. Jeremy, and then <laughs> Jeremy graduated. You. <laughs> well, I was a member of many University of Dayton clubs, including the Student Alumni Council. You can put together that acronym. Sack. Christmas on campus. Cack. <laughs> and Dayton Improv Club, and we always wanted to do a sack-sponsored dick show at Cock. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, it never happened. But Come to Dayton. Yes, it is the happiest place on earth. It is I, amazing. Pretty much every student of mine who asks, oh, where'd you go to college? And I say, the University of Dayton. If they say, oh, I have a friend there, I say, you should go visit that friend this weekend. And if they say, I don't know where that is, I say, you should make a friend who goes there and then go visit that friend. <laughs> Alternatively, you can just fly to Dayton, walk onto campus, and you will have a new friend. Nice. And a beer in your hand. They're real friendly. They are very friendly. You'll be walking, and all of a sudden you'll be drunk. I don't know how this happens. Where is that school on the list of top party schools? Not very uh, high. I forget. it. Well, it had... Per capita, it's probably pretty good. I had, like, lots of beer or party at some point. I can't remember. But, I mean, like, it wasn't, like, like maybe 100? I don't know. We're regularly on the list of happiest universities. Boom! So, that's what I would like us to market ourselves as, is the happiest Catholic university. Uh, we're going for the number one Catholic university in the country. And, no offense, University of Dayton, but there are some schools that are probably <laughs> going to be ahead of you, regardless of what you do. I don't know which Notre Dame you're talking about. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm sorry, only one Georgetown University of... <laughs> Employs me. Clearly, I'm referencing them. Uh, but. Nova! Via Nova! Okay, don't go anywhere. I'm talking in Spanish now. I don't know if they're better. I favor Creighton Barrel. <laughs> We're doing pun games now. <laughs> Alright, well. Creighton Barrel's better. Gonzig and Gonzaga right over to the next segue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's good to have you on the good to have you on the podcast. Good to have you on the Penthouse Basements uh, Improv Club. You're a welcome addition. I guess I should add one more sentence to my origin story. Go ahead. And that bitten by a radioactive mind. <laughs> you say a mind. <laughs> and you know he's radioactive because he talks. So it's different. Not a normal no, uh, mo- most recently I moved to DC in August. And I look forward to joining the Penthouse Basements. I had looked forward to it since, I believe, 2010 when episode one came out. Yeah. Uh, so, here I am, a member of this group. And, and on the podcast. And now I'm going to become super famous <laughs> to all 75 listeners. Of, I believe there was a reference oh, to about... 75? <laughs> wow. I think you all referenced having about 90 downloads. Uh, the, uh, the, the episode with Tara, the Super Battle one, which you referenced earlier, that one's up to at least 250 downloads. I was going to say, 
But you also made reference to that 85 of them were you. So Yeah, well, uh, okay. how do we know 85 of them were us? <laughs> no, I, I think it was one of you individually had downloaded it that many times. Yeah, I think I think so. Who but did? It might have just been a, a joke, a funny uh, Yeah, <laughs> a funny it was joke. a joke. It was a joke yeah. for laughing. Because <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> All right, so just good to hear, good to hear, PJ. Um I just wanted to do a quick uh, penthouse basements update. Um, first off, I want to say I had mentioned, I think it was last episode, about five-star reviews for the podcast because we're on iTunes now. Uh-huh. No five-star reviews. <laughs> but I'm looking at that. Well, no reviews at all. Don't say that. If you just said no five-star, well, people might think we got some. Well, no, well, no but anything <laughs> less... We got one star. <laughs> one one-star review. No, we've gotten five one-star reviews. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, okay, so... <laughs> but they add up to five. <laughs> so I, I think that's good because that means that there isn't a lot of stuff for people to whine about. Like one-star review, you guys suck. None of that. Um, but as I said, and it's the option is still on the table. Any five star reviews, we will read them on the podcast. So get with the five star reviews, listeners. We'd love to hear from you. Any kind of feedback or anything. Next in the penthouse basements update, we just had a show. Yes, Highwood yes. Theater. All of us, all four of us, were in the show. Jeremy. Yes. How did you think the show went? I thought it went splendidly. However, we didn't also see the rest of the people. There were some other good, I heard, groups there. But I thought we were wonderful. I think it went well. It went seamlessly. There were some laughs. There were ha-has. There was participation. They were smiling. We did short form. And then there were two other troops <laughs> that did long form after us. And then a stand-up comedian. <coughs> yes. But the theater was so small that there was not room for us to hang out and watch the rest of the acts after we were done. I believe the theater was an appropriate size. We, as a collaborative, <laughs> were too popular and sold out the theater. Yeah. I think uh, that's the way There I weren't any it. empty seats for it. Yeah. Yeah. Less popular. yeah. I mean, if all our internet listeners had tried to show up, it would have been a dangerous situation. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been riots. <laughs> so, okay, so, um, Highwood Theater, it's good venue. You guys think it's a pretty decent venue? The venue itself, yeah, it was fine. It was great venue. It was bright. Very bright, yes. <laughs> Um, now, is there video? I thought somebody said that there was he, video. He was getting into it. So check the Facebook feed later for a video from Asian Moms. The whole show's performance. And the improv group called Asian Moms. <laughs> they are almost all Asian Moms. Are they really? Yeah. There's two Asian guys who might be dads. <laughs> I don't know. My two Asian dads. <laughs> Coming to CBS. <laughs> Two and a half Asian dads. <laughs> so the show went well. Show went well. Show went very well. Um, anything else coming up on the pipeline? Did we, I think Pete is scouting something tonight. That Pete's on fire. Yeah, Pete was investigating some other venue to possibly have. I can't remember where it was that does improv now, seeing if we could somehow participate. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, I implore you. Keep checking the Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash penthouse basements, the YouTube channel. Uh, we have the Twitter. Do you remember what the Twitter name is? Because I, I think it was um, PD <laughs> underscore improv. Yes. Sounds about right. Yeah. I think so. It's not been updated, I think, in a while. Nick has some stuff going on. All right. We have a few things. 
Okay, so check that out for any uh, shows coming up. All right, next segment. We've got another interview. Oh, my God. Now, this, now, the last one was the one that we did last week with the elf. Or last week. Yeah, like we would do these uh, weekly. <laughs> but, uh, the, la- the last one. I believe we- it was approximately three weeks, two days, and five hours. <laughs> it's actually been over a month. But, um, okay, so um, this is going to be, like, I know who the uh, guest is. I haven't told anybody else who the guest is going to be. Oh, my God. So I'm going to send a random member of the troop out to go get the guest, and then we're going to interview them. So, Dave, we are going to interview Old Man 2014. Okay. <laughs> so um, go out, Dave, and get... Mr. Old Man 2014, and the rest of us will interview him. Okay, great. Oh, yes, I see him. He's got a long beard. He's coming out from uh, behind the door. Uh, Old Man 2014, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's lovely to be here. Wow. Technology has really changed since my time. Dave is uh, having a seizure right now. He'll be back later. Uh, He's a nice young man. <laughs> he certainly is. He does great voices. Also. <laughs> Old Man 2014, what was your favorite Penthouse Basements podcast episode for 2014? Well, luckily, those were stored on an ancient storage device <laughs> called the Internet. <laughs> Whoa! And I think it's pronounced Eidernet now. <laughs> well, historians disagree on that detail. <laughs> My favorite episode was uh, Penthouse Basement's podcast number 12, when they talked about Cheers. <laughs> I was just there. I bought a hat. <laughs> what? <laughs> a Cheers hat is what he said. Oh, okay. The tourists. So we're not selling... Merchandise during the podcast. <laughs> it was a high quality felt hat for only twenty nine ninety nine. You can get it at the Cheers gift shop. It How did you know? <laughs> in fact, if you buy two now, we'll give you two for twenty nine. You might recognize my voice from not very far, amusement park in Southern California, the dinosaur ride. I was also, I did the voice of the old scientist. Oh, you're going back in time. Come back. If you had a bit of a Southern draw, I feel like you could be the DNA molecule from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I can see that. And a little foghorn leg in there, Mr. Toy. 2014, please. I'm Dino DNA! <laughs> yeah! I couldn't see it. You're doing good, old man 2014. Alright, any other questions for 2014? This is his last gig before he goes off into the sunset. Did you have any New Year's resolutions last year? Yes, I did. I resolved to not tolerate young people anymore. <laughs> you turd! <laughs> no! Oh my gosh, I think you made him briefly British. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Tell me, is democracy still a thing? Define democracy. <laughs> no. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> that is still a thing. So, uh, there was many scandals during your tenure. 
2014. What would you say was the most controversial that will scar your your tenure as a year? Well, I do believe that 2014 was the year of the race riots. <laughs> and I'm glad to see that that time has long passed us, that we've now reached the racial harmony that... That's all that, that Jay Z had foretold. <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> He's still alive. <gasps> yes. Wow, medical technology has advanced so much. Yes. I blame Tupac. If he had come back, probably would have been okay. Hey, check out Tumblr. He's apparently still alive. Look it up, Tupac. Anyway, next question. Okay. <laughs> any, any more questions for 2014? He's got a busy schedule. Yeah, I can't. I don't even remember what happened in 2014. Can you refresh me? <laughs> January 1st, December 31st. That sure be swell. Well, Barack Obama was president of the United States. Mm, okay. Katy Perry was blowing up the charts <laughs> with Dark Horse, I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And America was enjoying a brief obsession with television. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, reruns were still strong. Yes. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. That yeah. was a very good, concise roundup of 2014. Uh, Taylor Swift, when did that release? And all oh, that yeah. was 2014. I yeah. believe Taylor Swift spawned sometime in 2015. Mm. That was when she released all of her spores. <laughs> <laughs> Explains why we're all shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> Just like the reason the Giants won the World Series. Oh, that's nice. Every time she releases an album, the Giants win the World Series. Is, Is that, that true? The last three times they did it. 2014, 2012, 2010. They... She released an album weeks or a week before they won the World Series. It's very nice. Of Conspiracy? I think so. I think not. No. And her grandmother released a bunch of albums back in the 50s when they were winning World <laughs> Series too, so that makes it even crazier. Grace Swift. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, hold on. Old Man 2014. Yes. I wanted to tell him about the newest things that are happening in 2015. Ooh. Everything's obviously been great and nothing bad's been happening except. <laughs> Inflate Kate. This just in. Tom Brady and the Patriots are a bunch of cheating dickheads. Again. Again. <laughs> Forget Spygate. Inflate Kate. They underinflated footballs. Can you believe the gall? The balls. Underinflated. You know, in my day, <laughs> we called it a football. <laughs> we it's just balls now. We watched it on our televisions, and we enjoyed the lively commentary by Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Uh, and my, uh, my, Michael. Uh, Michael Ironside. Ironside. <laughs> yes. The old Ironside. It's, I will apologize to the listeners. 2014, his mind is going. He's, he's very old. Ah, uh, yes. I have the Alzheimer's. <laughs> the Alzheimer's. <laughs> 
I have good days and bad days, and this is one of those days. Well, you might need to go back to the home. We might need to send you back to the home right now. Any other questions for 2014? Anything else? Mm. Oh, I see Dave's coming out of his seizure right now. <laughs> good, because I didn't want to call an ambulance. Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, what are you doing in my seat? What are you talking about? This is my seat. Get out of here, old man. Who are you calling old? I've had work done. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to throw you out. <laughs> Sorry about the trouble, guys. No, man. Dave, are you okay? That was a really long seizure. We probably should have called someone. Yes, yes, you should have. <laughs> but you seem fine. That spoon in the mouth really helps. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> you missed quite a great interview. Ah, oh, man. Well, I'm sure somewhere out there, old man 20. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's alive in us all. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Interview in the books. Now it's time for our feature segment. All the way back in episode five was the last time that we did a Choose Your Own Adventure book. And we're going to do it again. But I'm going to read through this book. The panel has not seen anything from the book. The title is Space and Beyond. Um, the Autobiography of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I was thinking L. Ron Hubbard, but... Uh... Now, I'm seeing on the back cover, this is a production of Choose Co. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I would have said, like, what is Chuzikon? What is that? Why is there a dragon? I was really hoping it was made by the guy from uh, the Emperor's New Groove, Emperor Kuzco. Oh, okay. Wasn't that David Spade's name? And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, one thing I will say is I was flipping through this before I got here, and there are a fuck ton of endings in this thing, so... That probably means we're going to have an unsatisfactory conclusion to this. So, what I was thinking is if this doesn't last that long, we can maybe go back and re-choose a choice if our, our adventure comes to an end quickly. But we'll see what happens. Okay. As long as we don't run into some projected apes like we did back in episode five. They were apes? That we had a dog that got lost in a haunted house you or something. Did have that a was dog the first lost time in a haunted house. Wait, there was two? Yes. Yeah, there two were monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, you might have been burglars. Hit sleuth detective investigating a house that seems suspicious, and some apes ran at you, but it turned out that oh, they were just projections, all Scooby Doo style. Uh, yes. And like. It resolved itself so quickly. It was basically like, you call the cops. They caught the bad guys. <laughs> Congratulations. You win. We're thinking of a different one. Yes. We, yes. we were some other kid who doesn't know how to mind his own business, who <laughs> goes into a haunted house and ends up ascending to heaven, but it was all a dream. Yeah, yeah. it's like, Homer, all a dream. Homer the dog. Remember Homer the dog? Okay. okay, so this one, Space and Beyond. All right. We're going to start it right here. Can you read it like we're little kids and your grandpa? Oh, in my grandpa? I want to hear different voices for all the characters. Yes. I'm, I'm going to... Now, there's no preface. Oh, yes, there is. Okay. Oh, my God. Beware oh, no. and warning. Oh, my God. This book is different from other books. You and you alone are in charge of what happens in this story. And my two friends. <laughs> all my rowdy friends. 
There are dangers, choices, adventures, and consequences. I don't like this story. <laughs> you must use all of your numerous talents and much of your enormous intelligence. I'm making broad assumptions here. The wrong decision could end in disaster, even death. Not in the book. This is in real life. Wow. But don't despair. At any time, you can go back and make another choice. Just like real life. Alter the, path, <laughs> alter the path of your story and change the result. First, you must choose the planet of your birth. The choice what? you make will determine a major part of your future. Try to choose wisely. As they say in another galaxy not too far from this one, Gleeb Fogo. <laughs> Good luck. All those U's. The emphasis is in original. Those are all capital U's yes. throughout this premise. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. I was not adding my own like flair to Bible. The book was yelling at you already. <laughs> okay. you get to choose a planet now? Yeah, I really want to choose a planet. Right. I hope one of them is just like, congratulations, you've chosen the planet of death. Your story has ended. Yay! <laughs> Can I choose Pluto? Is it a planet now? I'm not sure where we are in that. It's still a planet, but a dwarf planet. I believe they could be called little planets. I'm sorry, little people <laughs> planets. This is it a, is incorrect to call it a planet, though. Is it a planetoid? There is a chance we have more planets, though. I don't know if you've seen the breaking news. Two other ones? Potentially are out there beyond Pluto. Holy That will shit. count as real planets. I want to be from those. Not dwarf planets. Probably but, not going to happen, because this is from... Where was it, this written? It is... A subcategory. What's the choose pack? code date on here? So I mean, it doesn't matter. Subcategory. Um, it's not a subset. Two thousand five. Different category. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. It yeah. looks so much older. Yeah. And the other one. All right. Here we go. Oh, yeah, moving along. We're starting. Okay. You are born on a spaceship, <gasps> traveling between galaxies on a dangerous research mission. The crew of the spaceship includes people from five different galaxies. Awesome. Your parents are not from the same galaxy, Hot. but both have features common to those found on the planet Earth in the Milky Way galaxy. Five penises, can <laughs> both, <laughs> both my parents have five penises. Because you have been born in deep space, you must choose the galaxy and planet of your citizenship. What, you can do that when you're born? Apparently, this is space law. Like, am I born with, like, a complete awareness? That's kind of cool. I think so. The spaceship is traveling at 62 times the speed of light. You reach the Earth. (laughs) (laughs) You can't travel faster than the speed of light. We're going backwards in time. (laughs) Is this why we keep referencing old episodes? Because we're going back in time? And that's why I can choose the planet of my birth because I'm a baby, but I'm actually. No, that's because Obama is in charge of space now. I knew it! Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks. The Penthouse Basements Podcast, sponsored by Choose Co. <laughs> uh, now you must choose. Now you must choose the planet Kendra in the galaxy of Pintum, or the planet Cryoid in the galaxy of Umphos. Those are our two options. Those are uh, sadly those are the only two. All right. Choices. Wait, is this the point where we choose it right Not now? Yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Oh, the mission commander demands your decision. <laughs> Turn to the next page. Wait, so is he demanding this from a baby? (laughs) No, he's just born. (laughs) Where are you from? Let me suckle for a little while. (laughs) Mom's Um, three teats. (laughs) I would think the one has cried. Well, I think you're going to get a little more information. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. 
Page two. Angry at this captain. Kendra is three times the size of the planet Earth. She really gets around. The star that provides some of its life-giving force is huge but ancient. There is fear that it is losing its force. Kendra has a history filled with trouble. Croyd is in the galaxy Umphos, far distant from the Milky Way. This galaxy has black holes and supernova stars. Hmm. It has always been regarded as an uncertain region by observers and spacecraft crews. It is a difficult area, and the black holes are uncharted and dangerous. Reports from previous space probes say that Croyd has a dim and troubled past. The reports also prophesy a bright and exciting future. If you choose Kendra as your planet, turn to page three. On the other hand, Croyd attracts you. Throw your luck to page four. Choice. So First big choice, gentlemen. I was originally thinking, he said cryoid, and it sounds like the whiny planet. <laughs> but then he said black holes and supernovas, which, although probably destructive, are kind of awesome. Yeah, Kendra reminds me of one of the women from that Playboy TV show. Uh, she was so annoyed. She was like sporty bunny. Oh, is it the one where he has like three girlfriends or something? Yeah, yeah. She was one of the, she was the blonde one. Aren't they all? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, and also, if uh, playing the Walking Dead video game, <laughs> Pedro Space Boots Episode 8, that wasn't me for the record. <laughs> for once. Has taught me anything. It's that bold action is rewarded in this kind of game. And so I would go with the Black Holes and Supernova's Planet. I would well. like to... So we are just choosing a citizenship. We don't actually get the benefits of having... Mm-hmm. As ben- a baby. Yeah. Because the... High gravity. The Kendra one, high gravity, that means we're going to have very strong bones. Well, we probably have genes passed down from one of our parents. We have that naturally at home. And cryoid being full of supernovas means we're highly resistant to radiation. So we get both of these regardless. No, well, because... Both the, their parents. Oh, sure, we're, we, were, we weren't born there. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> if our heritage comes from there... That's not what it, it comes, said It either. comes from both. We're choosing what our citizenship is. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this where mom and dad are from? They're from each one. I don't believe it said that. Isn't that what he said? It said they're from oh each. God, they're from I different galaxies. Yes, but not necessarily these yeah. galaxies. Yeah. Not, they're not from the same galaxy. They both have features common to those on from Earth. Earth. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It doesn't say. It just says they're not from the same galaxy. So it's not saying that they're from Croyd or. So, in Andrew. Space Thanks. and Beyond Law, you're saying that you can just choose an arbitrary planet to be a citizenship of regardless of anything? As long as you're born on a spaceship. Oh. I'd say cryoid still. Okay. I We're a baby, so crying yeah. is our thing. It's with our nature. <laughs> Let's do it. We're cryoid. Okay, we're... Throwing our luck to page four. <laughs> the ship blows up. You're all covered. <laughs> <laughs> <The> end. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you monster chews cup. <laughs> uh, cryoid. Croyd. No, it's C-R-O-Y-D. That's Croyd. Croyd. What a name. <laughs> Is that what it says? It does, yeah. <laughs> You can't resist this planet and its unknown past. When the mission commander mentioned the hope for a bright future, 
you decided that you must go there. It turns out that it is the home of your mother. She embraces you, wishes you luck, and gives you a small metal object on a chain. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) Perhaps this will help you. Uh Uh-oh. Just as you, you. Just, me, Mom. Just, Mom? <laughs> just as you are about to go for your final briefing, a young member of the flight crew rushes up and says, "Let me go with you. You will need my help." You don't we know him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know him well, but you have, you're a baby and you don't know anyone. <laughs> but you have always found him warm and helpful. His name is Mama. His broad smile makes you feel happy. About the adventures that lie ahead. They also make you feel strange rumblings down below. No, I... I what? Oh, it's like, what? Wow, this is a... Of course he can come. <laughs> I, I did not add that. That is an important. The head of research warns you about Sun Poo, a giant star 12 times the size of Earth's sun. Sun V is in its path, and its enormous gravitational pull could be dangerous. The head of research also cautions you about the black holes and supernovas. He tells you that if you want to delay your departure and go through the Space Academy, it may take your chances of success much better. If you delay your departure to study at the Space Academy, turn to page 8. If you wish to dash off to Croyd, turn to page 9. I feel like Space Academy sounds like seven pages of boring. Well, see, I'm thinking there's two folds for this. One, yeah. <laughs> two, would it be kind of cool if we were a baby in Space Academy, and they're like, this, this baby was literally just born, and is now in Space Academy. Seven pages of boring is actually the title of my biography. <laughs> awesome. um, but go on, what were you saying? <laughs> 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 Maybe I feel like we got a metal object. We're probably stationed in space. <laughs> but Space Academy sounds like Police Academy. Michael Winslow. Yeah, Michael Winslow. Yeah, yeah. Michael Winslow in disguise. Mm-hmm. I mean, she I was, does have features of earthly creatures. Wait, is Murma a, a man? No, Murma is the. Uh, he's just like some dude oh, that friend. ran off. I thought you said like, our mama. Oh. <laughs> Um, well, maybe, maybe it's our mama too. Yeah. Everyone's like, nice. So, I'm, I'm happy to go to Space Academy as, all, as long as we can confirm it's not seven pages of boring. I don't, I don't want to sit through that. I don't think this book can sacrifice seven pages. There are, I, I said go, there are a lot of endings. The thing is, we can go back. So I say, Here's a we go big. We go I don't want right to use a mulligan on this. I say we go right into space. Just right away. Let's just be balls to the wall. This makes me the deciding vote. Wait, you swapped. You're crazy. He's an educator. He's got to. He's got to vote for education. <laughs> or else I'll be unemployed. <laughs> Send your kids to school. Georgetown's <laughs> All right, I say go to school. Oh, we're going to yeah, school. Jeremy. I said it'd be okay. We're a baby in college. It's okay. amazing. College baby this fall. <laughs> There's a difference between college and academy. <laughs> Space academy. Someone's going to reach to the podcast and punch you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, PJ. PJ. <laughs> There's a difference between a punch and an uppercut. Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. Hesitating, you ask what other types of instruction will be given to you. 
So far, you have earned flight procedures, navigation languages, weapons, and planning. But we're, so we're there. Planning. We're just we're there yeah. now. Oh, we've already gotten four lessons. Wow. It's a good idea to get as much information as possible. But you ask the head of research how you will know when you have learned enough. Self-knowledge. It's everything you have learned now and in the past. You have but to realize it. Spend some time now, then go. All right, I'll do as you suggest, but how long will it take? You may either attend Space Academy courses on board, or you may study with me, she says. Wait, that was a she? <laughs> it's supposed to be a she. Sorry about that. If you decide to attend the Space Academy, turn to page 19. That's the same choice as before. <laughs> I was like, wait, weren't we already in the four-year school? This is four-year If you choose to explore the knowledge within yourself, turn to page 20. <laughs> First of all, so is Burma still with us or no? No mention of Burma. I don't know. No, there's now no there's this sexy B. Arthur now chick. Deep voice uh, research, head of research. I think it's B. Arthur. B. Arthur, yeah. Rest in peace. So, are we going to, yet again, go to the Space Academy? Are we going to... The last time the penthouse basements just doubled down and kept going in the same direction, (laughs) we woke up from a dream. Well, the thing is, we're already there learning. Might as well keep learning. I mean, is this going to be like, the information density of your brain has gotten too high and your brain collapsed into a black hole? Cool, let's do that! No, I think it's going to be, you decided to use your four-year degree to start a food truck. (laughs) (laughs) Bushwick. <laughs> See ya. And umlaut, umlaut, or whatever it is. Umlaut? I think it's in the galaxy's umlaut. No, once again, I'm going to agree with PJ. I think we need to learn from our mistakes, and we need to study what's in ourselves or what's within the I think PJ was saying the opposite. <laughs> I am okay with whatever. Okay, I think is. we should do it. We should go we double down. Yes. I feel like Chusco is a younger grouping, so we're not going to be able to seduce B. Arthur, but I kind of hope that's an option. Okay, we're going to page 20. We're going to explore the knowledge within ourselves. Page 20. It turns out the knowledge of yourselves is your penis. Oh, wow. We look inside ourselves, don't like what we see, (laughs) and just give up on life. Okay, so again, let me just double check. The head of research is female. All right. The name of the head of research is Foos. F O O Z, by the way. Is her last name Ball? She's a table. You've been high on mushrooms this whole time. You're in your parents' basement. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Feesball. <laughs> I can lose your <laughs> My great-great-grandmother was Lucille. <laughs> okay. he, t- he? Wait a minute. Oh, continuity sucks. What's happening here? All right, whatever. This I don't know what's happening. deep space. Gender has lost all meaning. Very progressive. We are gender neutral in the future. I, li- I like this. He That's tells- why we say, what's up, yo? Well, is it really neutral? neutral? Wouldn't you just not say any gender if it was neutral? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's like uh, some sort of like gender-bending uh, alien that like... So they are both genders, but not necessarily the same time. Right, they like okay. flash back and forth between genders depending on you know their mood, air okay. pressure, you know. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Invisibilia, yeah. NPR's so. newest podcast. <laughs> After you listen to this, which clearly you are because you're listening to us. 
NPR's Invisibilia if you want to sponsor a new podcast. <laughs> We've been around for a few years, but you'll probably have more episodes than us soon. All right, so food better than Heath. cereal. I still hope we seduce whoever Foos is. We need to seduce them. <laughs> he tells you that there is an infinity of knowledge stored within all living things. It says an infinity of knowledge. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to listen to Foos anymore. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking Foos, about. are you high? <laughs> there is an infinity of knowledge stored within all living things from countless past experiences. It sounds crazy, but then you just can't tell. You wonder if you really can call on experiences from past lives. Are there flashes of memory locked in your cells? Are the dreams you have of places you have never been, things you have never done, people you do not know, actually experiences from a past life bubbling up within you looking for a way out. Maybe dreams are a real thing. Who's <laughs> speaks? Remember, my friend, all travel in space accomplishes little. We end where we begin. Parallel lines cross. Time is not real. Try to make the past the present. I think Foose is our own, Hubbard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this story has converged with the previous Choose Your Own Adventure. We woke up from a dream and went to Space Academy. Yeah! Every Choose Your Own Adventure book is just one long story. <laughs> You're dreaming. You feel uncomfortable with these heavy thoughts, especially when he talks about parallel lines crossing in space. What does infinity mean, anyway? We can experiment with the past. It is Foos talking again. The past is not lost. It has just changed into a different form. <laughs> it's getting older right before us. <laughs> you spend days calling on past experiences. It's like a big dream machine. You are doing well. Would you like to give it a try? What do you mean, you ask? You can either travel into past time, 125 million Earth years ago, the age of dinosaurs, and wander around there, or you can just give it a chance and wander into an unknown past. Which is it? You're not going to go to Croyd anymore? <laughs> Choice, friends. Here we go. Also, wouldn't we not know regardless of where we went in the past? Well, we got a choice here. If you choose to go back in time, 125 million years to the age of the dinosaurs, turn to page 41. If you are willing to chance it and go back to an unknown past, turn to 44. I feel like an illustration of dinosaurs yes. trying to influence you. <laughs> dinosaurs are pretty cool, man. I say unknown time. Give me which I feel like 125 million years ago, we also don't really know what we're getting into regardless. So I feel like that was kind of redundant. We are over an hour, so if it yeah. were to end with our horrible deaths... Horrible deaths! Dinosaurs! I feel like what? they would probably eat us. Yeah! yeah. But the unknown is the unknown. The last Choose Your Adventure book I did was I approached a fence... And then a Tyrannosaurus came up and ate me over the fence. What? You don't want that to happen again. <laughs> Was it Jurassic Park? Choose your own no. There had been no reference to the existence of dinosaurs in the story. It was like, do you want <laughs> so to climb was, the fence or do you want Christian, to stay on the other side? It was a Christian choosing yeah. adventure. No dinosaurs. <laughs> All right. Dinosaur time then? Uh, yeah, I feel like the illustration is, is an indication that they think yeah. the dinosaur story is better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should like, pick that we, one. We kids. didn't flush out that other one. Okay, 41. Here we go. 
Oh, 41. That's well, it finds there. a new page. I would like to point out that means we're 60 million years in the future from our present time. With it 125 million years to go back Holy to the dinosaurs. Shit. That's a lot of knowledge you got there. <laughs> what are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was told to use my infinite knowledge inside of me. That's not in the podcast. That's in the story. This is going to blow your guys' minds right here. <laughs> You're killed immediately. <laughs> you remember studying the mind DVDs of the evolution? <laughs> <laughs> it's the future, all right? DVDs are back. They're like, they're like the vinyls of the future. <laughs> not just a DVD. It's a mind DVD. A mind digital DVD. Right. Yes. I knew it. called Baby Einstein. <laughs> Of the evolution of living things on 12 planets, Earth was one of the planets, and the time period of the dinosaurs always fascinated you. The Cretaceous period when Tyrannosaurus Rex lived was a difficult but fascinating time. Suddenly, you are there in a world without any human creatures. You are shocked to see that you have become a velociraptor. Yeah! (laughs) Very small in comparison to the Tyrannosaurus Rex and a prey to his voracious appetite. Hiding behind some lush vegetation, you are frightened and hungry, but you don't dare move. Any movement in this world could end in a sudden and violent death. You hear scuttling sound, and a small protoceratops rushes by, saying, It's all clear now, Tyrannosaurus, and that awful Tarbosaurus has gone off to the quarrel by themselves. Maybe it will give us a break. What? You cautiously peer out from the bushes and plants, then step gingerly away from your protective shelter. You gain a vantage point to watch Tyrannosaurus and Tarbosaurus locked in a bloody fight. You are horrified as their sharp teeth and powerful arms and legs tear tear at each other. There is a terrible howling roar of pain, then a crunching sound as Rex succeeds in biting off the head of his enemy. (laughs) Wow! Not so graphic of a picture. It's just a picture of you are the raptor <laughs> hiding under a bush, and then the T Rex is there. He bit. Off, he just it. bit off a head, I assume. I want to hear the crunching sounds. <laughs> oh my! Oh, horrible and mild. A oh, mildly painful. No choice. We're turning to forty-three. Then he turns his attention to the surrounding area and spots you. Crazed with bloodlust, he races towards you. You had better get out while you can. You wildly hit some buttons on the time travel meter you carry in your claw. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's the continuity in this. Shoes Co is really making this up as they go along. Where's our little metal thing on a chain? <laughs> if you hit the erase button, turn to page 57. If you hit the time return button... Turn to 62. What? Erase? Is that just going to erase our minds? Uh, or erase... We're a baby. We don't know history. much So, our... <laughs> time, time return is too obvious of a choice. Yeah, that's a race. Stuff. That's a race. Yeah. Bold. You're erasing. Okay. Unanimous. Wow. 57. Here we go. We're turning to 57. <laughs> the higher the number gets, no, the closer you know you are to the end. I think we chose a... No, no. This is, this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> My mind can only hand so much blowing up. <laughs> They're DVD rewritables. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't record music on it. Damn it. 
You flee just in time. Curse your GCMA. You flee just in time to escape the brute. However, the erase button you hit doesn't really lead to anywhere or any time. You radio for help and direction. Suddenly, you are back in a space pod headed for Ken- Kenda. Oh no, it's beginning all over again. You can't stand it. Turn back to page three. We're starting oh my all God, over. No. It's not the end. It's turn back to page three. That was the planet we didn't <laughs> want to go to. Boo, we're cryoing for life. Okay, so you are Can we locked. join a Kendra gang that's all Croyd people and just yeah. like terrorize the planet? You're locked into Kenda now. All right. You're okay. locked in there. All right. Speed read. We thought we were going to be talking. <laughs> Well, no, this is... Uh, this Despite is our best efforts, we're going all. to Kenda. This is not re-read, yeah. because you guys chose the other Just one. Just keep going. Kenda is visible on the galaxy scanner. Now that you have chosen, your parents <laughs> announced that Kenda is your father's home. Yeah. The crew, <laughs> the crew of the spaceship carefully prepares a space pod for the journey to Kenda. Seating yourself at the controls and positioning the program flight path, you disengage from the mothership and drift off into space. Are we still a Velociraptor? <laughs> <laughs> You're a baby Velociraptor. <laughs> Once in space, you are propelled by gravity generators. You bite your dad's head off. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. I wish. Something is wrong. You look at the scanner and see a nebula that is not supposed to be on your course. Suddenly, the gases and particles of the nebula surround you. Your gravity generators and life support systems might fail. The radiation counter interrupts the silence of the space flight with... Harsh bleeps and crackles, a warning of dangerous radiation levels. You can try to return to the mothership. Turn to page six. You rely on and trust your instinct. Turn to page seven. We were Uh, dinosaurs before. I think we can do this. And if we're from this star system, we're resistant to radiation. Yeah. No, our father is. So I was right. Genes, man. Genes. In the future, we're past genes. Yeah, we're on to oh. cargo pants. <laughs> Capris. DVDs and slap bracelets. Mind DVDs. So we're, go- we're trusting our instincts. Like, is there a DVD player like, in my skull? <laughs> it's just a slit to fit the DVD in on your forehead. Good thing it wasn't Laserdisc. <laughs> just hear your head whirring up. Heavy meteor showers interfere with your complex navigation system. What? This space system sucks. (laughs) The interference is so intense that all communication systems fail. You hurtle through space, looking out through the portholes, amazed at the sights about you. But your space pod begins to tumble, and the world spins in a maze of colors and shapes. Your speed is so great that you should get through the shower soon, perhaps even soon enough to correct the navigational problem. <laughs> you should probably get out of the shower and get back to the flight. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, maybe it is dangerous to rely on chance to get out of this fix. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be better and safer to radio for help? The laser radio will probably get through. <laughs> no, we trust our chance, instincts. Chance, yeah. chance. If you wait and hope to get through the shower, 15. If you decide to radio, laser radio for help, turn to page 17. I don't trust lasers. <laughs> Didn't they just say that all communication is failing? They did, they did. Well, but I would say, if I was going to metagame this, what I'd say is, <laughs> We're if I'm doing nothing anyways, what's the harm of sending out a laser signal unless it ignites the nebulous gas and explodes us? Oh, we better not send out a signal. Unless you want to die. <laughs> I want a chance. Yes. We're doing random chance. We're going to wait and see what (laughs) happens. You play a game of dice by yourself. Yahtzee! (laughs) 
The shower is so strong, it knocks you back to the mothership. <laughs> you're on your way to Croy. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Space Academy. <laughs> All right. Can this game end in an endless loop? I hope so. <laughs> it's a Mobius show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this podcast is 40 hours long. <laughs> can we... I don't know how you decide titles, but can it be Mobius Strip of Loathsomeness? <laughs> We might see that one. I had some other ones in mind, but that's a good Choose one. Choose your own Mobius. <laughs> okay, we're waiting. Why wait? You feel that you will make it through. You push the advance button, strap your seatbelts and shoulder harnesses even tighter, and push on. The bouncing and rocking is severe. There is a popping sound. The space pod is flung out of the meteor shower and into a transit zone. The transit zone is a space highway designed for commercial use by transport. Commercial use? Commercial. <laughs> An amazing variety of spaceships are following different laser beam highways. Lasers. A transit zone patrol craft hovers near you and signals you to follow it. The traveler's information desk at the patrol station has some possible partners for your travel. There is a space caravan that might stop in Kenda. Caravans are like gypsies, and they stop where the mood takes them. There is also a band of traveling space circus performers. They may have a gig in Kenda in three sports zits. What is a sports zit, you ask? A sports zit is equal to nine Earth days, they answer. Turn to 16. Who answers? I believe they are space Roma. Circus? Space Roma and space... Carnies. Siegfried and Rangers up there. The space caravan may never decide to go to Kenya. On the other hand, the space circus gig is not definite. If you decide to join the space circus entertainers, turn to 31. If you decide to throw your luck with the caravan, turn to 34. Right, see, this is fallacy, because I have more <laughs> options than going with... <laughs> I choose option three. False go dichotomy. To Kenya, go to Croyd. <laughs> I choose option four. Drink myself to death. <laughs> Carnies are probably the ones more I, likely I, to I want the themselves. one that says throw your luck. We've thrown our luck so many times this story, it's going to backfire one of the stuff. <laughs> hey, this is the future. They're not just carnies. They're laser carnies. <laughs> carnies with lasers attached to their foreheads. Which one are we throwing our luck to? I think it's the, the less... Uh, the like caravan. A, You're going to go with the caravan. The less yes. slurry one. Yes. The... We're, we're, we're throwing yeah, our luck, more luck. Yeah. With the carnies and not you the Roma. Stepped no, in a big the, car- it's the caravan of Roma, which we... Hey, love. here oh. we go, hot babes. No. Nice. correctly. Is there any hot dudes? As, well, I mean, to assume that this is a picture of a hot babe is presumptuous with the gender bending that we had. All right, right, hot something. <laughs> hot, hot alien thing. A space caravan. What could be more exciting than wandering through the universe going wherever chance takes you? Going to Croyd. <laughs> That's the only thing. A meeting is arranged with the leader of a space caravan. She is a beautiful Numanian. Beautiful, at least by Numanian standards. Hideous by Croyd standards. <laughs> you communicate her by using the language translation program and your penis. Her name is Eus. And she explains to you that her group gathers exotic delicacies and objects. They never know where they are going. They go one stop at a time. For example, Eus informs you that they are on their way to the planet Earth, 
was a consignment of black hole dust. The, <laughs> the earthlings yeah. believe it is a magic potion giving them eternal youth. Eve laughs at that, saying, Foolish earthlings. They, they kill them immediately. <laughs> they always want what they can't have and what is really unimportant anyway. Then she says, Come along, we can't wait. So off you go. When you arrive on Earth, you are fascinated by this strange civilization with its tall buildings, its people who look like you but act as though they are frightened. They are, there are crowded black canals, huge windstorms, dense dark clouds, and vast desert areas. If you decide to stay on Earth, turn to 51. If you decide to leave, turn to 52. Um, first, we have to see the hot babe. Here is the hot alien babe. Mm. Okay, looks almost Star Warsy ripoff kind of the hair. I was thinking Fifth Elementy. Mm. I'm thinking she's got like a jester hat of yeah. hair. Actually, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I kind of like it. She's wearing like a white cloak. Her she's her got like really nice. thick dreads. <laughs> she's like, um, what are those aliens in Star Wars? The Twi'lek. The Twi'lek. I'm really yeah. upset that I know that. But she's, <laughs> but also part elf. Yeah, ears. she's like an elf twilight. Also part, like, catfish because of the eyebrows. Yes. So she's a... I say we stay on Earth. I disagree. We <laughs> told man to go where luck chance takes us. Is luck chance 52? What if luck chance is Earth? Well, it's funny. It's like... you 52's layer in the pages. I, I say... <laughs> I'm reading a choose-your-own-adventure book to escape... My to to escape and have fun. <laughs> back and end up back on Earth again. <laughs> yeah, fifty-one is one of the most deceptively non-prime numbers. <laughs> you wake up in your room with no friends. <laughs> Reading your last time. Play some games. <laughs> loser. Oh. Throw a deflated football. Let's let's go to somewhere else. Get a Blu-ray player. DVDs have been gone for years. So one vote for no Earth. No Earth. No Earth. Earth. No Earth. No Earth. All right. Yeah, fuck you, Earth. Turn yeah, boo. <laughs> boo. I was <laughs> saying boo, Earth. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Oh. <laughs> we can rest in the beginning. Please tell me we do. Please tell me we do. When you land on the planet Earth, the pilot of the second largest spacecraft picks a fight with you. He says, listen, you don't belong with us. We don't want you around. You stay here. Or I'll vaporize you. He waves a laser weapon. You have no idea why he is so angry. But there's no sense in taking risks. You'll stay on Earth for some time and let them leave. Eventually, you will have to set out again. Maybe a different route this time. Perhaps your new route will take you closer to Croy. <laughs> <laughs> Turn back to page four. No, book is only 30 pages and they just like, kept repeating them. Choose Co, you brilliant bastard. Like, this I, is the most exposure Choose Co has gotten in the history of Choose Co. Please, we should go back and meet up with the Roma lady and be like, you look familiar. <laughs> okay, so our choice is yet again, our Space Academy or are we going to go to Croy? Croy! Skim Skim. Yes, alright. We're going to nine. Okay. Now, this is this is new here. Okay. Okay. You want to be on your way, 
even though it might be a rash decision. But you have to go to Space Academy first. <laughs> no, get out of Space Academy. Screams. You and your new companion, Murma. Remember yeah, Murma. Murma. I knew he was going to... 35 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Climb aboard the space pod. You enter the proper numbers on the flight panel, and you launch into space. Which we know by really well by now. <laughs> From the mighty <laughs> Murma, check the stabilizers. We seem to be spinning a bit. Okay, will do. Just then you realize... From the computer screen that your flight path is close to a black hole. The danger that that once near the gravitational field of the black hole, you will never escape. Murma helps you check the data input to the navigation system. No choice. Turn to 10. Whoa. <laughs> You're all killed. <laughs> Don't go to Croy. <laughs> to your dismay, you realize that instead of punching in the figures 4,800, you actually put in 4,008. And your path is now locked into the black hole. Nice. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Murma stares at you in horror as the pod continues to move towards the massive black hole. People who have been trapped by black holes have never returned. Choice. If you turn on full power in hopes of breaking through the gravity field and landing in the black hole, turn to 24. If you put the energy repulsion shields to try and escape the black hole, turn to 22. So are we going into the black hole or are we trying to get away? Despite it not being possible or making sense, I say we land on a goddamn black hole. <laughs> I <laughs> agree. Land on this. I, I agree. agree. We're running out of time. Yes. I, I guess put my dyscalculia brain out of its misery. I guess this is a picture of Murma. Who's, he's like a weird... Whoa, like, Murma looks like a frog. Oh, frog. Oh, like, Murma. Murma's the coolest friend ever. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Your okay. typo's gonna kill us all. Okay, 24. Here, oh. <laughs> Don't you dare. You are never heard from again. The end. That's hey, it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we landed on it and started our own sweet space cow. <laughs> I want to take a mulligan and start over. Uh, I was a velociraptor. I hung out with Merman. You are never heard from again. Just kidding. Back to Croy. <laughs> Turn to page three. Oh my. Wow. You had so many choices, you dimwit. We gave you so many chances. And you still had to... How did go into black hole not sound like a good idea? <laughs> I saw Interstellar. <laughs> Nothing bad happens when you go into a black hole. You get to love your daughter. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that exciting note... We'll call this episode, gentlemen. Uh, don't forget to check out check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Penthouse Basements. Um, this has been episode twelve. I've been with Jeremy Lynch, Patrick Johnson, Dave Johnston, and your fearless host, David Lamison. Thanks for listening, and sayonara.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.